I'm gonna talk about the Encanto movie and the homily today, but we won't talk about Bruno, right? We're not gonna talk about Bruno. Bruno is the, the uh, black sheep of the family. He's the lost sheep. He's the one that's been kind of exiled. But what I wanna talk about is uh, St. Paul's, the second reading today, how we are all given these gifts of the Holy Spirit, and we're all given them in different ways to be used in different ways. So this uh, new Disney movie, Encano, has just kind of become a big hit. They have their first song in 26 years that uh, has been their most um, popular song in 26 years, which was the Bruno song. And um, it was really a delightful movie, but the movie takes place in Colombia. So Colombia is a, um, a Spanish country that is primarily Catholic. And so the movie is really has a lot of good Catholic uh, strains of theology going through it. But it takes place after the Thousand Year War. So there was this big war that lasted a long time. And after the war, the movie kind of jumps in there. So they're just escaping from the war and, and losing some of their loved ones in the war. And then they come to this new place that God gives them. And this place is called the Encanto. And the Encanto is the house that they live in. And it's a house that's um, protected from anything of war, from anything of evil, and God gives them everything that they need to live together in this house. And this Encanto is surrounded by a village of people, but the people in, the, in this family are given gifts, they're given miracles. And those gifts and the miracles that they're given are not only for themselves, but they're for their, for their family, and not only for their family, therefore the entire community. So I'm going to talk about what that means for us as church and what your gifts are that God has given to you. But I want to start just by talking about the different gifts that we're given to in the family. So the matriarch, the abuela, is what it's called, the grandmother, she was given this gift of the encanto. And uh, she was given this gift to protect it and to safeguard it so that her children could be raised in safety. So she had three children. Uh, Julieta was the first one. Julieta had this gift of healing, and her healing came about through cooking. So she would cook and she would make food, and anyone that was sick or injured or in any way, she would just put some food before them, they would eat it, and they would be miraculously healed. Then uh, Pepa is her name. This is the other daughter. She has the gift of controlling the weather, and she controls the weather by her moodiness. So when she's upset, the storm clouds come. When she's happy, there's sunshine and glory, but she can control the weather with her moods. Then the third uh, is Bruno. He's the one that we mentioned. He's the black sheep of the family. His gift was kind of like prophecy. He could see what other people didn't see. And so if anyone was going through something, they would ask Bruno, hey, what's going on? And he would tell them. And oftentimes they didn't like what he had to say because it meant sometimes there were things in their lives that needed to be changed. But he could also see into the future. And so there were some things in the future about the house that didn't seem right. And so Bruno kind of gets exiled. Now we go on to the grandkids, all right? So there's, there's uh, six of them. So Isabella is known for having the gift of uh, creation. So she can grow these beautiful flowers and kind of bring things to life and uh, just kind of has beauty all around her. Everything she touches turns to roses. Then is Louisa. So this is another uh, kind of famous character on TikTok. So Louisa is uh, the strong one. She's a very big, strong girl. And so if any heavy lifting needs to be done, literally she does it, whether it's picking up and moving donkeys. One scene, she moves the church. So the Catholic priest has her move the church to a better location. So she picks up the church and moves it. Uh, and she's gifted with that. 
And then Mirabelle I'll talk about in a moment because she's kind of the key player. Um, next is Dolores. So Dolores has the gift of supernatural hearing. So she can hear every conversation that goes on, even if it's behind walls or even if it's across town, she hears it all and she knows everything that's going on. The other one is Camilo. So he is uh, kind of like chameleon. He can change into different people and make himself appear as somebody else. And then finally, the littlest boy, Antonio, is five. And Antonio has the gift of, um, he, he was always afraid of being alone. So he was the, given the gift of being able to talk to animals. And the animals love him. He's like a St. Francis. So the animals talk to him and he can talk to them and kind of does that. So each one of them is given a gift on their fifth birthday. So on their fifth birthday, they get to go to their room and they have their door and there's a, a door handle that they touch. And when they touch the door handle, in the, in the door frame, it shows them what their gift will be. And whatever their gift is, when they open their room, the room is filled with that gift. So for, you know, the little boy, his, his room was filled with animals. Uh, for um, Isabella, her room was filled with uh, creation and beauty. Well, the, the kind of like the whole premise of the movie is this Mirabelle goes to the door on her fifth birthday and she touches the door and nothing happens. And so the whole rest of the movie is her struggling with not having a gift. She can't understand why she wasn't given this gift on, on, on her fifth birthday. And everybody kind of, you know, in a sense looks down to her as well, like she, there's some, something wrong with her, she's cursed. Well, as she continues on throughout the movie, she really is the one that holds the family together. She loves unconditionally. She's able to deal with people when they're moody. She's able to deal with people when they're overwhelmed. And she's constantly the encourager. And it's not till the end of the movie, and I won't reveal what happens, but we come to discover that her gift is not miraculous. It's not even visible. But her gift, I believe, was the gift of faith, hope, and love. See, for those of us that have faith, we believe even though we can't see. For those that have hope, we continue to, to have hope even when times are difficult and seem like they're never going to end or we're never going to get through it. We have love when we ultimately love people unconditionally. So this movie really illustrates what we hear about in the second reading today. St. Paul says, as a, body is, has, as a body is one, though it has many parts, all of the body and all the parts make one body in Christ. So I want you to think about gifts and talents, and I want to think, you to think about what is your gift. But I also want you to realize the dynamic of family reality. So in the movie, it, it, it deals with sibling rivalry. It deals with um, the jealousy that can come when one person has a gift and the other one doesn't. It, it deals with envy. It deals with all of that. And sometimes we carry that on all the way into our adulthood. Sometimes we never grow out of that dynamic of the sibling rivalry or the jealousy or the envy. Maybe you experience that or maybe that's been projected on you. But St. Paul is so profound and powerful in helping us to see and to realize that we are one body and we can't get rid of any one of us. So you can't get rid of your family members. I'm sorry, you're always going, going to have them. Um, even the people that are not with us here in church today, they are still gifted by the Holy Spirit. And when they're not here, 
that affects us because we have members of our family, our faith community, that are not here sharing their gifts. St. Paul goes on to say that the gifts that we have are different. And we can't just simply say to the eye, we don't need you, or to the hand, I don't need you. He says, if any member suffers, all members suffer. And he says to the weakest parts of the body, they're all the more necessary. So for those of us that may not have gifts that are miraculous, gifts that are seen, gifts that are wondrous, we're all the more necessary because of our weakness. And he says to those places, we actually give greater honor and greater protection. Finally, at the end of the reading, he says, the body is Christ. He is our body. And individually, we are parts of it. So he says, some people God has designated in the church. So I'm just going to list some of the gifts, and I want you to think about what yours may be. Some to be apostles, to go out and to preach the good news. Some to be prophets, to be countercultural and to be truly prophetic in what God teaches. Some to be teachers. Some to do mighty deeds. So there are those of you, you and ourselves that are called to do mighty deeds. Some that have the gift of healing. Some the gift of assistance, to be an assistant. Some to administrate, to be an administrator. Some are given variety of tongues. But then he goes on to say, are all apostles? No. Are all prophets? No. Are all teachers? No. Do all mighty works? No. Do all have the gift of healing? No. He goes on and on to express that we each have our own gifts. So as I finish this homily, I'm going to give you just a few moments in silence to think about what is the gift that you were given? Now, it didn't come at five years old when you went to touch your bedroom door handle, but it came in your baptism. When you were baptized, you were given a wonderful gift. It was sealed in confirmation. So on the day of your confirmation, that gift was sealed and strengthened. And that gift is ultimately to be realized and then used in our family, in our church, in our community. So ask yourself, or ask the Holy Spirit, what is my gift? And if you're hearing crickets, then I want you to say to the Holy Spirit, can you please give me a gift? And if you're still hearing nothing, then maybe your gift is yet to be discovered. And maybe in the meantime, your gift is faith, hope, and love. It's so important that we know our gifts so that we can share it. So take just a couple moments in silence if you want, close your eyes, and just really try to ask the Holy Spirit to know your gift, to be given that gift, and to use that gift.